Welcome back, Breakfasters. This is Serby. And this is Michaela. And we welcome you guys back to Breakfast Bar. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about our thoughts on individualism versus collectivism. And we will be sharing some viewpoints on the matter. For those of you that don't know, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines individualism as, and I quote, a theory maintaining the political and economic independence of the individual and stressing individual initiative, action, and interests. Some countries that are considered individualistic are the United States, France, Germany, the Netherlands, Ireland, South Africa, and Australia. And, according to research by the Dutch psychologist Hofstede, I think that's how you pronounce it, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, according to Hofstede, Great Britain is the most individualistic country in the world with an individualism score of 89 on the Hofstede scale. You can find more information about this score on the Hofstede Insights website, and we have made a tiny URL for you to get to it easier if you are interested. The link that we have made is tinyurl.com slash britainscore. Meanwhile, collectivism is defined by the same dictionary as a political or economic theory advocating collective control, especially over production and distribution, and the emphasis on collective rather than individual action or identity. It is a culture that puts family and community over individuals. Japan, China, India, Indonesia, Greece, Portugal, and Venezuela are just a few of many countries that are considered to be more collectivist. Guatemala seems to have the lowest individualistic score with a score of six, making it the most collectivist country in the world. We got this information from the Hofstede Insight website as well, and the tiny URL we made for it is tinyurl.com slash guatemalascore which is all lowercase and there's no space between Guatemala and score. That's the same for the Britain score one as well. And of course, just because a country is considered individualistic or collectivist doesn't mean that every single person in the country sticks to the same theory. It also doesn't mean that one theory is better than the other. With that being said, we would just like to put it out there that it is not our intention to downplay or inferiorize anything, but rather to just express our thoughts and spread knowledge on this matter. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. So, Michaela, what are your thoughts on this topic? So, knowing me, I'm always in the middle on things. And even though I've been, I've grown up in America, I've seen what a, um, I've seen a collectivism lifestyle because I was friends with a girl who used to live in Bosnia, and it was it's very normal for people in Bosnia to stay at their family's home longer than after high school. I know in America, everyone is like, okay, we got to get right out of the house right when I graduate and go to college. But Mm -hmm. in Bosnia, in more collectivist countries, it's normal and it's not against societal standards to stay at home for longer, which I think it's healthy to have both in 
good measurement. So individualism kind of promotes that competitiveness and, you know, it's kind of, you make your own mark. And without that type of competitiveness, we wouldn't progress as much as we do. But with collectivism, not saying that collectivism doesn't progress the country, but with collectivism, it's more focused on um, family and the community. So it's more focused on creating those relations and building more interpersonal skills, which I think both are good. And I think we need a healthy amount of both. Yeah, I agree, especially at the part where you said that individualism is needed for progress. And again, I'm also like not saying that collectivism impedes progress in any way, but mm -hmm. individualism is kind of needed so that people, you know, feel more comfortable breaking out of their shell and feel like they keep, they're free to do what they need to do. But also sometimes individualism can come at a heavy price, especially now during the coronavirus time, because what I have noticed is that countries that are more collectivist have lower coronavirus rates than most individualist countries. Like, for example, the United States, I think it's like the it has the highest amount of COVID rates right now. Yeah. And that's probably because there are some people who are like, no, I don't want to wear a mask because it is my personal freedom. I have, I am my own individual. I can make my own decisions. Meanwhile, in Japan, it's more of people, like people are wearing masks out of courtesy for others because the thing about coronavirus, like the face masks that people wear, um, the mask is supposed to protect others from you. So if you wear your mask, that doesn't mean that you are not going to get coronavirus. It just means that you're preventing the other person from getting coronavirus. And so in that case, it is very like good that people in most countries are willing to wear their masks. And it is supposed to be mandated in most countries because, you know, it's good for everyone. But in the U.S., we see less of people wearing the masks. Meanwhile, Japan, for an example, it is a very collectivist country. And over there, everybody wears masks, not only not just for themselves, but out of courtesy for the others that are around them. I do believe that America has like courtesy for others, but it's just the individualism is more prominent in America mm -hmm. in comparison to other countries. Like right now we can't go to another country and observe that firsthand, but the stats generally show the effects of individualism and collectivism. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like Americans aren't you know, just like they don't, it's not like they don't care about others. It's just that, yeah, like you said, the individualist attitude is more of people just being concerned for themselves rather than being concerned for every single person that's around them. And community. And, community yeah. is a huge part of that. So different areas in America could be more collectivist. I know small towns generally have more stronger collectivist yeah. culture. Yeah, that's what I've noticed too. It's like hard to regulate collectivism in bigger cities because 
like there's a lot of crime in most big and prominent metropolitan cities today. And because of that, you kind of have to look out for yourself. You can't be super sympathizing and you can't like, you know, just take a whole bunch of people with you. Like if you're just like living in a big city because you have a job, it's because one, big cities are very, very expensive to like live in and just to buy stuff from like the grocery store and whatnot. So yeah, it totally makes sense that people are individualistic in big cities. But yeah, the it it doesn't like I said, like it doesn't have to be a good or a bad thing being more individualist or collectivist. It just depends from situation to situation. Like in this example, like during the coronavirus times, I guess it is more important to be collectivist and to be concerned for the people around you. But people living in cities and having to work in big cities where there's a lot of crime, it makes sense to be more individualistic because you need to look out for yourself. It's everyone for themselves. So I think it's kind of harder to promote a collectivist culture on larger countries, but clearly it's not impossible because China and Japan um, and all these other countries are more collectivist, mm -hmm. but it's easy to get caught up in yourself when it's a bigger country because I don't really know the stats, but I know that it's hard to control everyone and make sure everyone is okay when there's a lot of people to take care of. And I think that the government also plays a big part in all of this because like it doesn't like not the people in the government, but it's more like the political system, like democracy or republic or a communist society. It all depends on the type of society because individualism and collectivism are more politically tied, I guess. Like, And it even says it in the Merriam Dictionary um, definition. So, yeah. That also probably plays a mm -hmm. huge part when it comes to individualism and collectivism. I feel like communism is a very radical version of collectivism. And what I was saying before, how a little bit of each is really healthy is because obviously communism isn't very successful in practice. Yeah. But the idea seems very successful. Just humans yes. are humans. <laughs> like I said earlier, just because a country as a whole is individualistic or collectivist doesn't mean that every single person in it is going to be. Like, there's always going to be those few people who are going to, like, be different from, like, what majority of the people think. Like, for example, the United States, there are a lot of people who immigrated from collectivist countries and now they're practicing collectivist values in the United States and in Britain and everything. So it depends not only on the government, but it also depends on background and just what people are more comfortable with. And just because somebody immigrated from another country doesn't that that's like not the only reason why people will be individualistic in a in a collectivist society or a collectivist in an individualistic society. There's also just people using their own, you know, experiences and their observations to see what is best for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
Um, I kind of found a very interesting study when I was doing a little bit of research yesterday on individualism and collectivism. And apparently individualist, like this is from the Telegraph website. I don't have the link to the article right now, but according to a study done at Northwestern University, Britain has the highest rate of anxiety and depression and Northwestern University theorized, and I think they concluded that it is because of the highly individualistic attitude of the country. Mm. See, that's what I mean. The middle is always the best. But I'm saying too much of something can be bad. Mm -hmm. Generally, it is. But obviously, if it's working for you, then it's working for you. And it's not always the worst, but there, there are pros and cons with everything. Exactly. Um, I feel like I lean more towards collectivism because, you know, there's a more family feeling. And because of that, people are willing to be more kind to each other, I guess. I'm not saying that individualistic people are not kind at all. I am not implying that in any manner. But... I just have noticed that people who are more collectivist and people who are more concerned about the safety of others tend to be kinder and tend to want to be more careful when it comes to what they do or what they say and how it'll impact the others. But with that being said, I feel like individualism is also very, very important because if everybody just cared about what people would think of them or what their family needs or what their community needs, then you wouldn't be able to do what you want to do. And if you do something that you want to do, then you have a lot of room for it to turn out really, really successful because I think it's pretty obvious, but people, like when people are interested in things, like nothing can stop them. Like if dance is something that you're really, really passionate about and you build a career out of it, that would be amazing. Yes. However, you're living in a collectivist household and they want you to become a doctor and medicine is not something that you're really passionate about. It could make your life miserable. Well, not exactly miserable, but it might make it sad a little bit because you were working towards something that you don't want to do. And maybe saving lives is not your passion at all, which is fine because not everybody is born to be a doctor. Not everyone's born to be a vet. Not everyone's born to be an actor or a singer or a musician or an architect. It's like everybody has their own preference. Everybody has their own things that they need to do. So I feel like collectivist attitudes can sometimes impede people's needs and people's progress. So this, again, ties back to the beginning of today's episode. So I know you used to live in India. Do you see any difference? Um, well, yes, obviously I do because the societies are very different. However, India's Hofstede score is like in the 40s. Okay. Like the individualism score. So I don't think it's very collectivist, like as collectivist as Guatemala would mm -hmm. be or China or Japan would be. But yeah, India is pretty collectivist. And over there, what happens is that people tend to live in their houses, even when they go to college, like in their parents' houses. And then even when like they're done with college, they stay there sometimes. And then 
women, like when they do get married, women tend to go to their husband's family's house. Like, like they don't even buy their own house. Like the wife just goes to the husband's house and she lives with her husband's mom and dad and sister and whoever else is there. So kind of like an extended family. However, like I said, India is in the middle. So times are changing and it's more common now to see people in India cities, like suburban cities like Bangalore, Delhi, Mumbai, people tend to get married and then they live in a house on their own. And then sometimes people, when they go off to college, they live in dorms, so they're not living with their parents. However, in towns and villages, people still do the whole staying with your parents until you're done with college and then moving on to your husband's house, that is still happening in certain parts of India. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you think? Like, do you, are you happy with the fact that you've been in an individualistic society for all your life? I think my family, um, we both, like my whole family, we have very different viewpoints, but our lifestyle, I think we promote individuality, but we live on the collective side of things more collectively so mm -hmm. my sister still lives at home with us and she's doing school um when she could have gone to college she decided to stay at home which is more of a collectivist thing and mm -hmm. i think more like yes of course i'll take in my family members when they need me but we do live like individually and we promote more of that so that's how I've grown up, if that makes any sense. <laughs> um, I feel like in my household, too, like, even though we moved from India, well, I mean, we used to live in the U.S., like I said in, like, the intro episode. We used to live in the U.S., and then we moved to India, and then we came back. But um, my family is pretty individualistic, I guess, because... They are fine with me doing whatever I want in the future. Like when I told them I wanted to be a journalist, they were fine with that. And then recently when I told them, no, I actually want to do film, although they were a little hesitant, they were like, hmm, why did you make the decision all of a sudden? But they were welcome. They were supportive. And I just turned in one of my applications right now. But for that, like when I applied for the film school, like they were like the film major, they were fine with that. Like they didn't they didn't get mad at me and they didn't be like, no, we had expectations for you. Yeah, that's, I guess that is individualistic. However, and yeah, when it comes to college, like they're also willing to let me stay in a dorm. Like, even if I want to stay at home, that's fine with them. Like, I think my family too, like yours, is in the middle of individualistic and collectivist. And I like this cross because while we do look out for each other and while my parents are very, you know, like, take, like looking after me all the time because they have a collectivistic attitude whenever they're around me, um, I feel like there it's not impeding on my freedom way too much or anything. And everybody is, you know, just happy. And with that, that's all we have for today's episode of Breakfast Bar. However, if you want to learn more on the topic, we have three more tiny URLs for you guys. You can visit tinyurl.com slash verywellmind1 for a more psychological insight to individualistic cultures. tinyurl.com slash verywellmind2 for more psychological insight into collectivism. And tinyurl.com slash AFS summary for a shorter analysis 
on the differences between individualism and collectivism. All of that has no spaces and no uppercase. Because it's a school year starting back up, we will be changing our uploading schedule to every two weeks. So our next episode will not be coming out next Wednesday, but rather next to next Wednesday. And the topic will be a surprise. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that. Again, this is Michaela and Servi signing off for now. Bye. Bye. Artless Music Licensing Reimagined.